0: Not just Euro 2020 entering the quarterfinal stage, Copa America as well as matches on Friday and Saturday will determine who goes through to the semifinals. We have Roger Gonzalez, Igor Melo, my colleagues and friends from CBS Sports, and of course, Conmebol South America royalty as we discuss Copa America quarterfinals. Que Golazo begins right now. Welcome to Que Lasso on this Wednesday. And listen, it's been Euro 2020 heavy for a long time. And we get it. It's been an amazing tournament. Guess what? South America needs to represent right now. And South America is represented today on Que Lasso. We have, first of all, oh, our website editor, Guru Igor Mello. What's up, my man? Fala, Luis. Tudo bem? So we know where Igor is going with our Brazilian hero right here with us. And of course, we have to welcome Roger, the King, El Argentino. Look at that shirt. Roger, how are you, bud? Roger Gonzalez in the house.
1: Doing great, man. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Very excited to have both of you here. Um, As we mentioned, everybody's been here 2020 heavy in uh, Que Golazo and rightly so. But we got to represent Copa America, of course, and we enter the quarterfinal stages. We're going to talk about those games. Uh, but first of all, I just wanted to get a sense. And by the way, if you go on CBSports.com, you can read all of Roger's uh, uh, reports and articles and updates on Copa America as well. Let's begin with you, Roger. Just give me what what, what have you made of Copa America so far, obviously, it's been a, a a tough one to try and logistically figure out uh, just two groups, only four, four teams made it. You, you have to literally try to not make it to the knockout stages. Give me your overall sense of Copa America. How have you seen it?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it feels like it almost hasn't started in a sense because the games really have kind of been watered down because of that format. You know, you have 20 games to eliminate two teams. Most of us assumed Bolivia and Venezuela wouldn't make it through, which is what happened. And so now, you know, having the quarterfinals coming up this week, it really feels like things are, are going to get going and, and obviously much more importance with these matches. And I was surprised that maybe we didn't see as much rotation from some teams. Like with Argentina, I felt like Messi really didn't need to play much at all against Bolivia, if at all. Um, so... Thankfully, that didn't bite them uh, in the behind as it could have. And, you know, now these games are going to be uh, super interesting, I think. And, you know, it's always fun watching South America with their styles of play and how technical the players are, how physical it is. Uh, but, you know, certainly having no fans uh, in the stadium has you know impacted the atmosphere just thinking about, you know, what we were able to see in the previous Cup of America. But it's still going to be a, a fun ride to the end and some really intriguing matchups in the next round.
0: Yeah, some really good points there, especially about, uh, you know, now it's when it's the nitty gritty comes in, the knockout stages. Now we'll really see uh, what happens. And also the other point, which is actually a really good segue, Igor, uh, you being Brazilian, obviously this tournament was meant to be co-hosted by Colombia and Argentina. That didn't happen for COVID and political, social reasons. Then it got moved to Brazil and... Um, and obviously, you know, I wrote a piece about it. Obviously, we've all had conflicted issues about this storm. How do you feel as a Brazilian that it's, uh, you know, once again returning to the country, um, especially during these times?
2: It's tough, right? Um, I think we were in Denver for the Nations League uh, talking a little bit about it. It's the the atmosphere is a little bit was a little bit down initially. You know, um, no one really wanted to see this turn, you know, for the most part, wanted to see this tournament take place in brazil because brazil's not equipped to, to to hold it right um but you know uh as you get towards the uh, nitty-gritty like you said you know these mat, you, you get a little bit of sense of pride you know and, and and you want your country you want brazil you want you know if you're a fan of argentina if you're a fan of colombia peru uruguay you, you want to represent and you want to show out now you know now now it's now we're getting to the to, to the real good stuff and uh you know the players are, are the players are still giving it at all they're all and uh would have been nice to have seen fans and to have seen a, a more organized um you know tournament where come maybe takes their time to to host this and maybe a year after the world cup in qatar you know when when things are a little bit calmer would have been great um Right now, I guess we have to make the best out of it, really. Um, and, and, and the players have complained themselves about the pitch, the surfaces and everything, you know. And, and that goes to show, like, just there wasn't enough time to prepare for this. No one no one expected Brazil to be hosting this, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Nobody really expected. I, I, there were moments when I actually thought the tournament wasn't going to happen at all, just because it was just such a mess. Um, and South America, rightly so, is dealing with uh, way bigger things than a soccer tournament. But CONMEBOL going to CONMEBOL, and the money's going to money. So the game, as they said, had to continue. So, all right, let's talk, uh, Roger, let's talk about um, the games themselves. We're in the quarterfinals. Uh, we are now dealing with basically the teams that we expected, as you mentioned. So I'm just going to quickly tell everybody uh the situation brazil of course the king continues to deliver i know igor is smiling right now they're doing so well as they continue but here's what we have it on friday we have peru against paraguay 5 p.m eastern and brazil against chile 8 p.m eastern so let's begin with those two games uh well let's begin uh with uh, Peru, Paraguay. So, Roger, I'll go first to you. I'll just give everybody a little update. Peru, of course, uh, they do their thing in Copa America. WACA qualifiers has been tough, but they've been good. After that demolition they had against Brazil, they kept you know, uh, pushing through. Uh, they got a great win against Colombia. They tied Ecuador, and then they beat Venezuela. Uh, Ricardo Gareca's side has always Made it well, not Ricardo Gareca, but La Blanquilla Roja has always made it to the knockout stages in Copa America. Uh, so you know it's a good tournament for them. But now they face Paraguay without Miguel Almirón, I believe. Uh, how do you see this one, Roger?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. You mentioned Peru, obviously starting off, you know, with the loss against Brazil, but they've certainly responded since then. Uh, the the defense has certainly stepped up, and and just looking at that Ecuador game, to be able to come back from from two goals down uh, to get that draw was certainly a valuable result and shows that they're now not out of any match. And yeah, I think they match up uh, pretty darn well against Paraguay. You know, with Gustavo Gomez, though, he's such a a physical defender at the back that can really lead that back line for Paraguay. And it's not going to be easy to to break them down. They've only conceded three goals uh, in their four matches. But I like Peru's chances. I think it's going to be an open match. And certainly not having uh, Miguel Amirón would would be a a huge advantage for Peru. And I I like where, where they stand right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's not forget, everybody, if you're Peruvian, you know, you love Gianluca Lapadula, the Italian-Peruvian who's just been lighting it up because Pablo Guerrero is not in this tournament. Ricardo Garega wanted him to get 100% fit for World Cup qualifiers later on. All right, Igor. Brazil, Chile. The golden generation of Chile remains as well. They, they're sticking around. They went through a few issues. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, obviously, with an injury, uh, some COVID issues. But Brazil have looked, obviously brazilia i mean obviously they, they had a little bit of a, a hiccup in the final game but i i honestly i wasn't surprised because it was a rotated squad and ecuador really needed to get something how do you see brazil in this one uh and how have you seen them in this tournament
2: well real quick on that rotated squad it it, it was scary to see how they looked um how lackadaisical they looked without neymar so that goes to show that if 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 He picks up an injury. If he picks up a knock here, or if he gets, uh, you know, a yellow card suspension at some point during this tournament, this team can, you know, this team can, can fall at some, at some point. So, uh, just, just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, Neymar has been one of the, you can make the argument. He's been the best player of the tournament. Um, anytime he's on the pitch, he's, he's created so many chances. He's got two goals to assist. I actually think he's created the most chances out of any player in this tournament with seven. Um, he's shooting all the time. He, he's playing a little bit more back. It's given him the freedom to create, um, to drop back and help to, 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 to even take on, um, defenders with his dribble. Um, so it's been really nice to see Neymar lined up that way. Um obviously Yeah,
0: Igor, that, I see him as an it, it kind of like how Antoine Griezmann is used for France. Neymar is the same with Brazil. Very not not completely free role, but to your point, he plays deeper, he can switch, he makes the calls basically.
2: Yeah, he he does and and that's really helped this team uh moving forward and and you, you the only thing that's really missing right now it's up top. Um, those three players up top, you need someone to really step up. I was hopeful that, you know, maybe Vinicius Jr. would 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 get some some, some playing time. Barely got some uh, in this rotated game against uh, Ecuador. Lucas Paqueta looks really good. Gol not really working out. Um, but you still have Casemiro, who's like a rock back there. You have Marquinhos, who's, who's another rock defensively. Um, I think... The way this roster is structured, they may have some issues up top. Richarlison has been really well, but it, it, they have all the makings of a championship squad. Um, and, and they're playing with, you know, I guess, home field advantage, even though there's no fans. They rarely lose at home. Um, the way this 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 tournament is set up, they're in Rio um, for most of it. Um, they, I, I don't see them, unless, you know, barring something miraculous, I don't see them not making it to the finals. Um And this Chile team is going to be tough. Uh, They're stingy, but they don't score much. Uh, They've only scored three goals. I think uh, outside of the teams that have been eliminated, that's the least out of any team out there. Um, And you can make an argument that this Chile team is uh, one of the weakest, if not the weakest, uh, final eight left, you know?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they lost that last game against Paraguay. Do you give uh, Chile any chance, Roger Gonzalez? I mean, they have uh, some interesting storylines. Ben Brereton, by the way, the Blackburn Rovers, star, uh, who's, uh, half Chilean, uh, half English. Uh, he, he's been in tr- 22 years old from Stoke on Trent all the way to Copa America. An unbelievable story. But Roger, you give Chile any chance here?
1: Well, I- I'm never one to say that a team has no chance. Uh, I certainly think they have, have a little bit of a chance, but I'm not counting on it to, to be all that close. I mean, Chile is averaging under a goal per game. Uh, you look at Brazil and, and just the perception even within you know South America, as to how much better they are than everybody else, you know, Igor's right that you know without Neymar they can you know perhaps be average at times, but with him, I think they're far and away the best team on the continent. You know, you look at Gustavo Fardo, Ecuador's coach, when he was talking to Brazil's coach the other day after their game and telling them, he wasn't telling him that the Copa America is there; he said the World Cup is there. So you think this is a team that's built to win everything moving forward with the, with the players that they have. So it's hard to see you know Chile having. Much of an opportunity it feels like it's going to have to be one of those games where there's, you know, a penalty kick that goes in, in Chile's favor or, or Brazil just has one of their you know, just rare off nights uh, going forward where they can't score, you know, in, in bunches. But uh, I think Brazil have a, a certainly clear path to the final.
0: Yeah. And I think when we look at the narrative of Chile, to be perfectly honest, I mean, they started with that draw against Argentina. So you thought, OK, they can do something maybe. But then a one nothing against Bolivia, not in La Paz, is never really that. Impressive, especially with Bolivia not having Marcelo uh, Moreno Martins as well, not not being there, and then they tied against Uruguay, which is okay, and then they lost to Paraguay. I, there there is sort of an inconsistency of a narrative when it comes to Chile. I, I see Brazil going through here. We're gonna do our pick soon, but I, I don't know. Brazil are just too strong, too good. I mean, when Igor was mentioning the squad of Brazil, you know, we could go through every single person, and they're ridiculous. I mean, it's just it, it's very scary, and the most important thing. Coach Chiche has been with this squad for a long time. So, you know, they know exactly who they are. All right. Um, All right. Well, let's do it now. Let's do quick predictions for Friday. All right. I'm going to quickly ask you who's going to win it. All right. Okay. Let's go with Peru, Paraguay. Who do you have, Igor?
2: Uh, I I hate to do this to you, Luis, but I got Paraguay. Oh, what
0: are you, Igor Mello? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look, um, I think Peru has has some issues, but I think this has been a, a... confidence boost for peru for world cup qualifying and i think that's that's the biggest takeaway for me uh when it comes to peru um but yeah um even without miguel Amiron, i think i think paraguay somehow manages to, to to eke this one out
0: all right well consider uh, me never writing an article for you ever again um roger gonzalez who do you have peru paraguay
1: yeah i'll say peru two to one i think you know the peru obviously have some speed and on the counter they can do some damage i think they get through to the semis
0: yeah, I think honestly, I know it's a bit of a cliche saying. Paraguay is, a, to your point, Igor, a very stoic squad. But without Miguel Almiron, you know, I, they do lose a, a major part of their creative. The, the is, the, this team is not just Miguel Almiron. Just, I just want to put that out there. But the, it is a major uh, loss for that team. I have to go with Peru. I mean, are you joking? All right, Brazil, Chile. This one's easy. Roger Gonzalez, who do you have?
1: Yeah, Brazil comfortably. I think you know this is one that by the 60th minute, if, if Brazil are playing sharp, it, it should be over by then. I think they won't have any trouble.
0: All right, and Igor, of course.
2: Yeah, fast start, three nothing Brazil. Neymar scores twice. Yeah. Um, you know, let's let's give let's give Lucas Paquetá a goal as well.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's going to be a tougher game for Brazil than we think, but Brazil's still going to go through. I think uh, it's just I- I'm not sure. But then again, who knows? Who knows with Chile? All right. So we have uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're just going to quickly go through the other side from Saturday's games, uh, Uruguay-Colombia and, of course, Argentina against Ecuador. Que golazo, Copa America. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring
1: managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band YouTube. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Kigo Lasso, Roger Gonzalez, Igor Melos, CBS Sports, Saturday, quarterfinal, Copa America. Quickly, before I continue about Saturday's games, I mean, Neymar's probably going to be the biggest topic, but who would be your player of the tournament so far? Roger Gonzalez, who do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, outside of, of Neymar, looking at, you know, how kind of surprising Argentina has been able to, to play. I think, uh, you know, looking at someone like Papa Gomez, who's coming to the side and has really helped change this team and their quality and attack. He's been really, really good. Uh, people are already talking about him as, you know, see that missing piece needed next to Messi for them to, to find some form of cup glory. I, I think he's been fantastic. And has our minute that he's gotten.
0: Yeah. Igor, who do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree 100% with Roger. I, I would pick Neymar, but let's put Neymar aside because we've talked plenty about him already. Um, Messi looks comfortable, man. And, and and I haven't seen Messi look this comfortable for Argentina in a while. And that's because he has Papa Gomez on the left Sergio Aguero on, on in front of him, and then um, Di Maria or or Angel Correa to the right. Um, this Argentina team looks a little different than the usual Argentina teams, and and when you get a loose Messi, anything you know, the sky's the limit. And, and that's why I said Brazil probably destined to make it to the final. But if it's Brazil Argentina, watch out. Man, that's going to be fun. That Ooh. is going to be fun. And that's that's what the final July tenth, July tenth. That that could be a major major day. I think that's also the Euro final. As well, um, but yeah, Messi to me, um, he's already the leading goal scorer. He's two away from uh, from matching Pelé, I believe, for the yep. most goals by a South American uh, for their national team. And I think he's going to get there before this tournament is over if uh, things go his way.
0: Yeah, not just the leading goal scorer, the leading in assists as well. He also uh, has two as well. So you know, I've just he has a fire in him, right? He knows he's never won this tournament. He's we, never. We we right. talked about rotations
2: before, right? Um, Argentina has not rotated. Messi has not missed a minute of games. Given given that the pandemic and, and the shortened schedule and everything like that, Messi has played every single minute for Argentina.
0: And I guarantee you that that's Messi saying to Scaloni, you are not taking me off. I am playing every single minute. I don't care what happens to me. And Scaloni's like, all right, uh, uh, I'll do it. And so he has. By the way, the other thing is... Uh, Not to be too Villa here, but having somebody like Emiliano Martinez between the sticks also helps, uh, you know, in an inconsistent because the weakest part, Roger, of Argentina, I would say, is at the back. Right. So you need to make sure that that's solidified. How do you see that?
1: Yeah. I mean, Martinez has has been good, but also some of these players that have come in defensively uh, have have really stepped up, you know, whether it's Christian Romero of Atalanta, who was the city on defender of the year, uh, Pasella from from Fiorentina, Alessandro Martinez from Ajax. They've all been really, really good. And it's surprising to see an Argentine defense that has performed so well. It has been able to uh, limit teams, uh, you know, just kind of bombarding them with goals. I mean, for years, we've had this Argentina national team with these these big names that really just didn't gel together well. And, and there's some that are still there, whether it's Otamendi or Aguero, even though he's had some success in the past scoring goals. He just hasn't you know, had, had much of an impact with the national team in recent years. Uh, so I think, you know, having this young blood in the team that has been able to come in and, and change things up, I feel like they've progressed so much since the last Copa America. And I think there's a belief that this team actually has a chance to win this competition where in past Past editions, it was you know kind of a felt like a foregone conclusion that they that didn't have enough.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I think Messi needs to win it because uh, you know uh, as of uh, midnight he, he's not going to have a club, so he might as well you know get something going, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you got to improve his stock, right? Like this is all about his stock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Messi's going to join some pickup team in buenos Osiris because he doesn't have a team right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. uh Well, the only player that I would mention as well. Is, I mean, I think Papu Gomez is definitely worth a mention, uh, as, as you said, uh, Roger. Uh, Andre Carrillo has been fantastic as well for Peru, two goals as well. And um, who else is there? I mean, listen, Uruguay is an interesting one. They really haven't given as much, so it's going to be interesting to see. And that's where we take it now. Let's go to Saturday's games, and let's begin with that one. Uruguay against Colombia. That's 6 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. It's been really weird for both these teams, Uh, usually consistent World Cup qualifying squads. But this tournament right now has been interesting, Roger. How do you see this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you have two teams. You have Uruguay still having their, you know, their old stars playing and and not really performing all that well. And then you have Colombia, you know, looking quite inconsistent without, you know, their big names. I think it's a match that's, yeah, I think Uruguay has to be the slight favorite, despite you know not playing all that well. You know, the defense hasn't conceded in the last two games, but you know, when you're talking about playing you know Bolivia and Paraguay, you have to wonder really, you know, what that says about you know their opponents more so than how they played. I think you know they they had a long drought without scoring, and you know they're getting goals you know from penalty kicks. Just really not a whole lot of of conviction in the final third. I think you know they should still have enough. To 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 get by Colombia, but Colombia's a team that you know can kind of pull some, some magic out of nowhere, uh, whether it's with Edwin Cardona or some of the, the, the strong strikers they have up top. I think it's you know has the potential to be the most entertaining uh, match of the quarterfinals, and I could see it going either way. But I give the slightest to Uruguay right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm listen. I know everybody from Uruguay's perspective is gonna say, lay they ended second in the group." Listen, this these groups are so deceived. You have to try to not make it to the knockout stages. OK, just everybody needs to know that they they lost to uh, Argentina in the first game. They tied with Chile. OK, they beat Bolivia and then Paraguay. So they're you know, it's it's a little deceiving their, their results because I still I'm still not buying into it. Despite it from Colombia's side, I think Reynaldo Rueda, we have to remember who used to coach Chile. I don't know if his system fits what Colombia want to do. And granted, Roger, when you don't have James Rodriguez. Uh, 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 Juanfer Quintero as well, who wasn't allowed to travel as well because he plays in China. It's going to be a problem. Igor, Uruguay, Colombia, who do you have?
2: Real quick, let me read the Copa America futures from our good friends at William Hill. Let's go. Brazil, minus 150. Argentina, plus 225. Uruguay, plus 1,000. Colombia, plus 1,800. This right here is the matchup. If you want good value, you know, obviously I'm going with Brazil for to win to win it all. But if you want good value, the winner of this matchup is where it's at: Uruguay at plus one thousand, and Colombia at eighteen hundred. You know, Cuadrado being out with a yellow card suspension is brutal for for Colombia. Great point. Yeah, and and I think the demise of Cavani and Suarez, I think, greatly exaggerated. Um, I think they still can pull a rabbit out of a hat every once in a while and do enough here in this tournament. Um, you only need three more wins to get there. Right. Uh, Cavani's 14 shots, two goals, Suarez, 13 shots, one goal. Uh, and then my Flamengo boy, De he, he hit the post twice against, uh, against Paraguay. Um, he, he's, he's like the conductor there. Um, and he hasn't played the full 90, but he has, he has his moments and, I think that for this one, um, I think Uruguay gets the slight edge here and wouldn't surprise me at all if Uruguay makes a deep run into this tournament.
0: Give me those odds again. Brazil Brazil leading that one, right?
2: Yeah, minus 150. So you're not okay, getting so much don't value. don't even Brazil. bother about Brazil.
0: Yeah. There's no point.
2: Argentina plus 225. You're at that's plus, not it's, terrible. It's not <laughs> terrible. But then Uruguay, then you get to the thousands. And that's Uruguay at 1,000 and Colombia at 1,800. And I think, you know, if you want to be – if if you feel a little sneaky and you want to go Colombia, great. If you, if you want to be a little safer with Uruguay, I think that's that's not a bad one. That's not a bad value pick right there.
0: And I got to tell you, everybody, this is not as, you know, in Europe 2020, I feel that there's much, even though we've had some surprises, there's still a, a narrative that's being followed in Euro 2020. Copa America is an absolute shit show. Yeah, as soon as you enter the knockout stage, honestly, I think Brazil is a cut. I've said it from day one. They're a cut above anybody else. After that, it's anybody's game to the point of I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Argentina goes through a few issues and stuff. So, you know, it's a good point. I think Uruguay over a thousand is a very good bet.
2: And traditionally speaking, this is Uruguay's tournament. Like right. they have dominated Copa America over the years, um, uh, you know, go, dating back to, to the early days. Right. Um and you know, we we watched the Sweden Ukraine game. We saw that dirty tackle, right? Um, that's that's just a normal Tuesday in, in Colombia and South <laughs> yeah, America. Yeah, I saw right?
0: Roger's tweet as well. It's yeah. so true that everybody's like, "It's a red, it's criminal in Copa America and in South America." That's just a warning.
2: That's just a warning, and and, and if you're Brazil and Argentina, those teams are going to be physical. Um, they're going to play a physical game to get you off your game and 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 uh, and cause some scuffles and 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 just really just muck it up, right? Um, so yeah, I wouldn't put it past, um, seeing Uruguay or Colombia making, making a run.
0: Yeah. Well, well, there you have it. All right, Roger, let's go to Argentina, Ecuador. That's a Saturday night, 9 PM Eastern game. We've talked highly of Argentina. They have, uh, I feel a, a different type of uh, eye of the tiger here. They really want to go for this. They really want to win it. Lionel Messi knows that this could be his final one. I mean, we don't know, but he definitely feels like he's up for it. How do you see this one?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Ecuador is a team that has been able to, to play Argentina uh, pretty well in the past. I remember, you know, they opened up qualifying uh, with a draw at level Moneda. And I think, you know, certainly you have to view Argentina as, as the favorite here. It's certainly one of those matches where Ecuador have the potential and the speed to, to cause some trouble. Yeah. You know, but I think Argentina has this convincing style of play that we haven't seen that we really had expected to see, you know, for, for a while. I feel like this is a national team that for the longest time has been, you know, Messi and, and very little else and him having to carry the team. But now it feels like he can rely a bit on some of these other guys, Papu Gomez uh, specifically. You know, Lotaro uh, uh, Martinez hasn't has been overly convincing. Obviously, he's been so great for Inter Milan and, and people are waiting for him to kind of find that that cohesion with, with Messi, with the national team, like they did forever with Paulo Dybala. And, you know, if that can come, if, he, if, if, if one of the strikers can kind of connect well and, and really step up, be it him or Aguero, I think this team certainly has the chance to make the final, but they, they shouldn't have much of a problem with Ecuador if they continue playing as they have and if that defense can continue to to remain composed, which has been quite the surprise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ecuador is a very good team, but I just want to remind everybody they haven't won a game yet in Copa America. They've made it to the knockout stages. They lost to Colombia, and then they tied against Venezuela. They tied against Ecuador. They tied against Brazil, granted a very good uh, point against Brazil, but it was a rotated Brazil. Igor, uh, do you see Ecuador having any chance here, or is Argentina going to smoothly go through?
2: Look, they they played Brazil tough. Yes, it was a rotated squad. They played Brazil tough. They are not going to be intimidated by Argentina. Problem is, Moises Caicedo and and Valencia are all knocked up. Um, I, I I don't know their status for the game, but if if they're not a hundred percent. They don't have a chance. I think yeah. Argentina, two goals at least. They they advance.
0: Was Gonzalo Plata back for the Brazil game? Did he return?
2: I don't. I don't. I don't recall. But
0: it. Let me. Uh, let me check on that. Because you know, th- here's the thing about Ecuador, everybody. If you, when you're talking about raw talent, just natural talent, Ecuador oh, yeah. is unbelievable. They have so many. The problem has always been a structural thing, a collective sense of you know, understanding how to win games. And also the marathon thing. They always begin really well, especially in qualifiers. And then as the game continues, they start to fiddle down. And you mentioned Moises Caicedo. That's a big problem. And at Valencia, you know, uh, on par and being Ecuador's greatest all-time scorer. They have players. But I'm looking here, Gonzalo Plata did come in that game. So, you know, he's a player that can maybe help, but I don't know. It's going to be too tough for Argentina, I think. Uh, what do you guys think, Igor? Final, final point. Do you, it's got to be Argentina all the way, surely.
2: Yeah, 3-1 Argentina. I think Messi Messi scores at least one. He uh, inches closer to Pelé, and uh, they, they, they just ease on to the semis.
1: Roger? Yeah, I'd say probably something similar, maybe 2-0 Argentina, but I think Ecuador is going to sit back and and try to go on the counter. That's what Gustavo Faro has, has liked to do for a while. And, you know, It wouldn't surprise me if it's
2: really close late, but I think Argentina have enough. Yeah, once the first goal is scored, that's when things are going to really open up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we asked about that one, but all of us think Argentina. Uh, let me just confirm again, uh, Roger, Uruguay, Colombia, who's going through?
2: Uruguay, 2-1. Igor? one nothing Uruguay.
0: Interesting. All right. So let's see here. Uh, ultimately, who is your Copa America winner? Roger Gonzalez. Who is it? You can even say a final if you have it in your head. Yeah,
1: I think we'll have Argentina-Brazil in the final. Hoping for Argentina and my wife's family. They're all here. We're going to watch the games and, and hope for the best. But it just seems like Brazil's a, a step above everybody else. I uh, don't see how they don't win it.
2: Igor? be hard pressed for me not to pick against Brazil, uh, home cooking, right. Um, (laughs) you know, they, they, they won the last tournament. It's not the same team as 2019, but it's still pretty strong. And that 2019 team didn't have Neymar and, and they do now. And I think, I think they just have what it takes. And I'm just honestly hoping for one of those games of the ages between Brazil and Argentina, the way we saw it in 2019, leading up to the final.
0: I think this tournament needs that final. Uh, Obviously, I would love Peru to do their thing, but I think Brazil, Argentina is what everybody uh, needs in this one. Lionel Messi, Neymar, Brazil, Argentina, the top two in South America. And I have the top two in CBS Sports. Definitely when it comes to Conmebol, Roger Gonzalez and Igor Mello. Igor, thank you so much, brother. Valeu, valeu. (laughs) Roger Gonzalez thank you my friend thanks man Hey, everybody. I want to thank Igor Mello and Roger Gonzalez for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And, of course, we are on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kegolazo, where you can watch all the videos. Also, CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Enjoy. Enjoy the rest of your week and, of course, the games that are coming up. Have a great day.